everyone, it's Rebecca here, and I welcome you to another episode of my podcast, Wander in Wonder. Today is April 20, 2020, and I think for most of us, it's been well over a month of living in this new world of dealing with COVID-19. So a lot of people have recently been asking me what's happening with golf, um, when tournaments will resume back up again, and if I'm even able to train and practice during this time. So I figured I'll start by just answering some of those questions here. And so the latest update came from our tour commissioner a few days ago, and basically they are anticipating to resume our tournaments by mid-June and hoping to put together a 2020 season with the remaining months of the year. Um, But that's just one of the scenarios, and there's really no guarantees yet. Um, There is a chance that we may not have a 2020 season at all. And basically, they're going to do their best to adjust as things go and keep us updated. And I realize there are a lot of behind-the-scenes effort um, efforts taking place so that when we do go back out, um, things are run smoothly and efficiently. So I just wanted to say thank you to all the LPGA and Symmetra Tour staff and thank you to the sponsors who are doing everything they can during these tough times to um, just give us the opportunity to play again when the time comes. Um, And as for my training, courses are still not open here in Toronto. Um, I I did see on the news that several people have been fined for trespassing on some of the local courses here. And I'm I'm definitely glad I did not take a chance with that. Um, But obviously all the indoor golf facilities and gyms are closed down uh, during this time as only essential businesses remain open. Um, I'm trying to make the most of what I can with um, just my situation, but to be honest, it's it's been tough to try to replace a golf course in a 500 square foot condo. But yeah, so in my last episode, I mentioned that with everything going on, it's been quite a mental battle for me and the first couple weeks of quarantine were tough as I wasn't really sure what to make of everything that was going on and I uh, felt like I just had all these mixtures of feelings. Um, so in this episode, I wanted to just talk about what I've been up to in the past couple weeks since my last podcast and share some of the things that I think have helped me through this crazy time. So yeah, of course, my situation is going to be different from the next person, but I do feel like there are some elements um, that a lot of us can relate to. So as I mentioned before, looking back, the first couple weeks were probably the toughest for me throughout this whole experience. It was definitely overwhelming and there was a lot of just an overload of emotions as things escalated so fast, um, faster than anything I've really ever experienced before. And I felt a combination of just anxiety, confusion, guilt, resentment, shame, depression, and the list goes on. 
And at first, I felt like there was something wrong with me for feeling this way because typically I see myself as someone who is mentally pretty tough and I always try to see things from a more positive perspective and don't let many things get me down. And to be honest, um, I have dealt with depression in the past growing up in high school, but once I overcame that, um, I felt like it made me a stronger person. And I learned over time what it meant to live a life with hope, joy, peace, and faith. Um, so when I started to feel all these negative thoughts and feelings take over, I found myself going into this downward downward spiral of just feeling more anxious, um, more guilt, and more shame for for having those negative thoughts kind of take over. Um, so basically, I was feeling bad for feeling bad, if that makes any sense. But the first thing I I realized was that I wasn't alone. And in talking to my older sister and my friends and those around me, I realized that everyone was going through something very similar um, with their thoughts and emotions. So definitely wasn't necessary for me to beat myself up for basically having human reactions to what was going on. Instead, I knew the first thing I needed to do was just take a breath and while everything around me seemed to be moving in hyper speed, I knew what I needed was to just slow down and simply just catch my breath. I needed to find a place of stillness because when things tend to move really fast, they also uh, make things blurry and I tend to lose sight of even just the basic things. So I started to practice more self-empathy and just being okay with the fact that I'm not okay and being accepting of my negative thoughts and feelings as part of being human. If anything, it proves that I am a sane person for having negative feelings during a global crisis because if I did only feel joy and happiness while watching the world go through a disaster, um, that may be a bigger and deeper issue there. So once I was able to accept all of my emotions, um, it definitely took me out of that downward spiral and allowed me to shift my focus on just the things that I'm grateful for during this time. Um, practicing gratitude does wonders for me at least and taking the time to just focus on things or people that I'm grateful for can sometimes instantaneously change my mood and it's the simple things like having a roof over my head and food on the table the ability to connect with loved ones through technology it's all those things that I'm truly grateful for but what I did realize also is that even though technology is great for connecting all of us together, um, it can be pretty harmful if you spend too much time um, looking at a screen and feeling like you always need to be connected online. And so the, since the start um, of my quarantine, I'm sure I'm not the only one, to see a major spike in my screen time. And... I think I went from an average of four hours a day, which is pretty high, to like 10 hours a day. Um, 
just according to my iPhone settings and uh, most phones have it I think but Apple for sure um, if you go onto your settings onto I think display um, and screen time it actually tells you exactly how many hours or uh, minutes that you actually spend on your phone and it also tells you which apps you use the most um, it gives you like a percentage of what apps you use and for me the top two that I use is WhatsApp and Instagram and although I think they're both great apps to stay connected um, I knew it was unhealthy the amount of time I was spending on them and typically I would say I don't have an addictive personality I've never smoked I'm not a huge fan of alcohol and things like watching TV and playing video games I only really do on occasion with friends but I'll admit that being on my phone and always being on social media is pretty much an addiction and it's not good. So growing up playing golf throughout elementary and high school, uh, I never really got to hang out with friends. Um, so I remember at the time MSN instant messenger was really popular and it was kind of the only way for me to feel connected with my friends uh, from school. and. I think Facebook came out when I was in high school and then I was really on that a lot. But at the time, I didn't have a smartphone and so the time I was on that was limited um, to when I had access to a computer. So ultimately, it wasn't that much. But the scary thing nowadays is that kids have access 24-7 because um, I know that a lot of kids, starting from like even second grade, now have um, smartphones so knowing what I know um, it is pretty concerning to think about the world my future kids will be living in but that's probably a whole other topic for another episode so yeah basically my point is that I can sometimes fall into this addicted mode when it comes to uh, feeling constantly connected um, I guess like FOMO which I feel gives me a false feeling of belonging and accept acceptance in society because in reality, I don't need to constantly be on my phone to know that I'm accepted and loved by those who really matter in my life. Like why should I really care if my Instagram post is liked by a bunch of strangers that I've never met? Because what I should care more about is how my loved ones view me as their daughter, their sister, friend, or girlfriend. and. I'll admit, I've had my fair share of very unnecessary arguments uh, with my boyfriend or with my sister over just a stupid Instagram post, and I'll definitely take accountability for that. Um, and I do think the worst part of me comes out when I care too much about what others think of me, um, rather than just living by my core values and beliefs. But the world we live in now is very superficial as most people know and it's really easy to get carried away in the things that I guess we're constantly surrounded by and that's why it's really important for me to just be aware of what I surround myself with. So for about a week I took a break from social media and even left some of my chat groups on WhatsApp 
to just remind myself that it's okay to disconnect once in a while and spend more time with just myself and to not worry so much about what's happening outside of my life and things that are simply out of my control. And during that week of just disconnecting from the online world, I found so much more time to be productive. I remember having gone through all these social media posts about making use of the time that a lot of us now have. And just on a side note, it is crazy to think that in Canada, more than a million people lost their jobs in March. And over 22 million Americans have filed for unemployment aid since the start of this pandemic. But yeah, but like the social media posts that were meant to motivate people um, to just be more productive during this time were actually not really motivating me. And if anything, they were making me feel more depressed and inadequate because I felt like while others were out on the front lines saving lives um, and others were staying fit at home, um, doing home workouts, making the best of what they had, I was pretty much just being a bum. Uh, with no motivation to do much at all and I kept seeing these posts about how to stay productive during this time and um, but really none about how it's actually okay and normal to feel demotivated because we are going through a global crisis Um, I mean cities are shut down and people are uh, fighting for their lives each day Uh, Suicidal rates are going up, cases of domestic violence and child abuse are also rising and I get that it's important to stay healthy, work out at home is great and being productive is great but I'll be honest I haven't touched my golf clubs for over a month now and at first I felt a lot of guilt about it. I felt like I definitely wasn't doing enough compared to others who seem to have it all together still and to, uh, who seemed to just be so productive during this time. So yeah, for me, seeing those posts that were meant to be motivating were actually, um, I felt like, bringing me more down. So turning it all off completely definitely helped me a lot. And I was unable to actually be more pr- productive with my time once I was able to shut that all off. And First thing I decided to do was deep clean and reorganize my bedroom. And I do this thing where even when I'm back home from traveling, I continue to live out of my suitcase, which is probably due to my laziness. But this time, the reason why I had my clothes still in my suitcase was because uh, there was literally no more room in my closet. Um, Over the years, my family... I think hoarded a lot of things and my bedroom closet became like a storage space. So I decided it was the perfect time to marry condo my room. Um, I figured I'm going to be spending a lot of time in my room. So I wanted to just have a place I felt comfortable in. And so I ended up with two garbage bags full of old clothes, most of which were actually my sister's from back in the day when the flare out pants were the trend. Um, I also found a lot of golf clothes. Um, Some even had tags on them still. And um, I just decided to donate and get rid of everything since I haven't touched touched them for at least three years. So seven hours later, I had a more spacious, clean and organized room. 
and it was the most refreshing feeling I felt in a very long time. And there definitely is something about cleaning that is therapeutic. Um, let's see, other things I started to do is read more. And I don't have a ton of books at home, but there's an app called Blinkist that I really like. And basically, um, it's an app that summarizes nonfiction books into 15 to 20 minutes of pages and audio. And I read the blank called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Mary Kondo, which is probably what inspired me to clean my room. And other blanks that I really liked are Reboot by Jerry Colonna and The Wisdom of Insecurity by Alan Watts, which I think are good reads for kind of like a time where, um, I guess a time like now where we are going through a lot and it kind of just puts things into perspective. And because of COVID-19, Blinkist was actually giving out a free premium subscription for the month, um, which is what I took advantage of. Uh, something else that has helped me through this time is therapy through Talkspace. And Talkspace is basically an app that matches you up with a licensed therapist who you can talk to pretty much anytime through text, audio message, um, and video chat. And to be honest, I grew up thinking that therapists were for people with mental issues. And it wasn't until several friends of mine from LA told me more about it. And at first I was a little skeptical about therapy, but I can definitely see some of the benefits that you can get by talking to a professional who can help just unpackage some of your thoughts and emotions. Um, it's actually a growing trend because in my opinion, our world is becoming more and more mentally draining and people are realizing the importance of mental health. But yeah, Talkspace was giving out a special promotion to LPGA and Symmetra Tour players. So I figured I'd try it out and I used it for a week or two during the beginning of my quarantine when I was at my low and I feel like mostly it just helped me understand myself better. Um, it allowed me to kind of step outside and uh, see things from just a, a better perspective. Um, I also started playing the piano again and as you can tell I'm all about taking advantage of free subscriptions and trials so I downloaded an app called Simply Piano, which um, kept popping into my Instagram feed um, as like a sponsor advertisement. And they offered a seven day free trial, which I used um, every day for seven days, and then ended up buying three months of the subscription. I took piano lessons as a child for a couple years, and I remember quitting because I hated it. And then I took up the violin, which I hated equally, which ultimately led me to play golf. But I decided to learn again from scratch through the app, um, and I found it to be just so much more enjoyable than I remember. Um, surprisingly, a lot of the basics actually came to me uh, quite fast, and it was fun just playing songs that I listened to on the radio like Ed Sheeran and John Legend. Another thing that's really helped me through this time is spending time with my boyfriend and 
This is certainly not a time to be going out and about meeting whomever, whenever, but I think it makes sense to devise a a strategy for social connectedness with a small group of family or friends and or neighbors, making sure that it's a closed off group with individuals that you can trust. It's also important to just take care of the loved ones who are vulnerable um, during this time. And basically, I'm just trying to justify my actions of going out and meeting my boyfriend because um, I do get a lot of heat from my friends um, thinking that I just uh, carelessly go out, but that is not the case. And basically, I'm bringing this up because uh, during this time, I, I am super grateful for the people I have in my life and not that I didn't feel grateful in the past, but something about just having a lot more time to think about things. And, um, when you are going through a crisis, you do realize kind of the important things in life. So I'm not going to go too deep into relationship stuff in this episode, but I thought it was important to mention that, just having someone who I can laugh and enjoy time with um, during these tough times is something that does really help me and something that I'm really grateful for. So yeah, and lastly, cooking is something that has helped me, cooking at home. Because um, when I'm constantly on the road and I don't get the opportunity to cook, um, Right now, it's just a great opportunity to try things out uh, and have fun with it. And I know a lot of other people out there, especially my mom, friends, um, are probably feeling the complete opposite and are sick and tired of cooking. I know a lot of my friends who are parents are stressed dealing with their kids who are now stuck at home um, since all the schools are shut down. And basically, I know that everyone's situation is just different and it's like, We're all floating on the same ocean, but we're all riding different waves, meaning that we are all living through this new world of COVID-19, but we're all dealing with different situations and are impacted in very different ways. There is still so much unknown out there, and we really don't know how this is all going to end and how it's really going to affect people. And if anything, it seems like There really is no end to all of this and it's more about how we are going to adapt to this new world. So it's important to just realize that we're all going to deal with this situation differently and it's okay to go whatever to go through whatever thoughts and emotions you have. Um, It's important to just remember that no matter what your situation is at the end of the day we are going through a crisis, so it's important to give yourself some empathy and to also give others some empathy. Uh, Don't be so quick to just judge um, when you really don't know what others are going through because the best way that we're going to get through all of this is by collectively working with one another. So moving forward, I personally set some goals for myself, things that I want to do moving forward as I try to adapt to these unique times and first off I want to start eating healthier and I know during quarantine it's been really tough for me to stay away from a lot of junk food to be honest but it's something that I do want to be more mindful of. I know that what I eat has a big impact on both my physical and my mental health and experts say that eventually 
40 to 70 percent of people are likely to catch the coronavirus so the best way to protect yourself is to keep your body healthy in case you do have to fight it off Um, so i'm going to be more mindful also about just my physical activity and i'm very fortunate to have my old trainer willing to do virtual zoom workouts with me three times a week so i'm hoping that one step at a time eventually I'll work my way back to the swing of things again. And that's pretty much it for this episode. And I'm sure you are all doing your best through these unique times. And if you're not doing your best, that's okay too. But I'm pretty much just here to let you know that you are not alone. And eventually the hard times will pass. So until next time, thank you for joining me. Take care, guys. Thank you.